0: Going on? David Ray? Zeller, man.
1: David Martin. Check. check.
0: Check. Check one, two. Check, check, check. Syphilis. Check, check, Syphilis. check, check, Syphilis. check, check, check. Chlamydia. Chlamydia. Yep. Uh, you look fucking like a hobo right now. Thanks. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't. <laughs> so <many laughs> I mean, did. Compared to you, I didn't get the memo to uh, keep my uh,
1: my suit on, my shirt and tie on today when yep. I got home from work. I uh, had to do some stuff around the house. So I, you know, got. Sort of undressed from my fancy dress clothes.
0: and I, Yeah, just next time, give me the fucking memo, man. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I would have changed. Uh, I am in a full suit and tie right now, tie clip. Uh, if I had hair, I would comb it. Uh, but the, the secret thing that nobody knows is the reason for that is because I had a job interview today. A big fancy job interview uh, at the, those Wells Fargo Towers downtown. Yeah? Sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did good.
1: Yeah. That's what I heard. Assuming <laughs> so, I mean, you could get up into the uh, into the place, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. The uh, the elevators. So it's a brand new tower. It's totally fucking weird. Um, and the elevators all have a tablet out in front of it. You have to like press the floor that you want on the tablet, and then you get into the elevator lobby having pressed that. Now the elevators themselves don't have any numbers in it. You can't like walk into the elevator and be like, hey, what floor? There's no, no, there's no fucking buttons in the elevator. So you have to get on the right elevator. You have to stand outside and determine which one appears to be destined for the floor that you chose. I still have not figured out how to determine that. I've needed help getting in and out of the elevator, up and down. It's four total times for two interviews this week. I've had to ask a grown adult, <laughs> as a grown adult, how to get it on an a... elevator. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing, yeah. I can't do it's this. so classy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dress it. So tell me why you uh, are right for this company. Well, X, Y, and Z, do you know how to use an elevator? I'm just going to walk out with my bag right now. Thank you for your time. That was, was a good run. <laughs> and It's it's infuriating because it's, there's no social interaction that comes from that. Even the most, the most brief moment of social interaction that we get so little of in our digitized age is gone from that moment. One of my favorite stories was when I was traveling for work. I went down to um, Arizona and it was me and one other person and we got on the elevator in the morning we we're the only two people on the elevator and one of like the security guys working the building hopped on after us so the gentleman that I am obviously i was going to i was going to hit the button for him so i said yeah what uh, what floor do you need and all this guy just i'll never forget it he just looked down at the floor and he sighed and said it doesn't even matter <laughs> are you talking about it it does matter it matters because you've ruined the rest of my day now yeah. i'm gonna spend the rest of my day wondering what the hell happened to you well what floor did you ultimately end up picking for him i,
1: I didn't pick any floor i just i just see, went see, that's to my where my I would, floor i would have
0: picked a floor i'd have been like all right fucker you're going to seven yeah well, I, I, I don't know You're going to 13 wait there's no 13 I, you're going to 14 i guess i thought maybe you needed a friend and like you know here just get off on my floor it's a great floor uh, the best floor. None of that. That moment <laughs> wouldn't have happened with the magic elevator. It's uh, frustrating. Well, that's true. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Sound good to me. Live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me
1: to be that type of dude And I want to be
0: who you like me to But we both know I can't do nothing at all talked about this when you first walked in the door. Like, we skipped one week, and it feels like I haven't seen you in a lifetime. Yeah. I didn't even know that you were applying
1: for other jobs in Wells Fargo. I mean, I knew, looking around. All, but all of a sudden, I, now i I'm, I'm just about got one. Yeah, right? as I yeah. say, how did you, you do in that one? Did you uh, did you do well? You the I mean, interview? Once you eventually made it up to the... To, up the up floor, the, up yeah. to the floor,
0: yeah. I'm, I'm. So if I have no other skills in this world, I'm very, very good at job interviews. Okay. I know how to Sell myself. So that's. Well, I mean, you're very good at, uh, at doing these interviews and stuff. So you know, we. This is more or less. I'm a... much better at my own job interviews okay. than I am at interviewing other schmucks <laughs> on this podcast. Um, but it's cool. I'll be, I'll be, uh, would be, and it, it's looking really positive for now. I'd be two, two steps down from the treasurer of Wells Fargo. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, that's pretty cool. So. Um, so closer to the uh, federal federal charges next uh, next.
1: Uh, Time you're, you guys are screwing up. Yeah, that was my <laughs> thought. Yeah, I gotta sweep up that fucking mess. That'll be good. Uh, so that's well, that's that's cool, man. I, uh, we, had I sk- we had to skip last week because yeah. I had the flu. Well, yeah, you were on you and your children were on uh, Death's Door, weren't you?
0: Pretty much, yeah. I, and I think what happened—they had their birthday party the weekend before, and we oh, went to this big grubby, indoor park terrible with a kids. thousand kids. Yeah, I, I kids guarantee the worst. that thing is just a disease factory. i so much and lo- it, When so is the last time we went that. to a playground? Is like, oh, we can't use the playground right now; it's being cleaned. It's literally never happened. <laughs> it's literally when, never happened. Have you ever to me. <laughs> gone to like a fucking Hardee's or something? You're Like, sorry, you can't use the ball pit. We're doing our weekly cleaning <laughs> of the balls. That's never ever happened. Never happened. So yeah, we got. Uh, I mean, we they all got, got sick.
1: Been to, like pools or whatever, where they like pull out and clean or whatever, but never, uh, yeah, never, never anything like that. So, no. um,
0: so we were sick. Sorry.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's cool. I had, uh, actually got some good, good bit of, uh, news this week too. That's I, sad. I was, uh, elected to join a, a, a board of directors for a nonprofit that I'm a big fan of. Okay. So that was really cool. Um, NFL, I, yeah, the NFL, the <laughs> NFL board of directors. I'm on <laughs> it, baby.
0: NFL's technically a, technically a nonprofit. I know they you know are. Well, I, did, oh yeah, I did. Oh yeah. Oh, I knew that. <clears throat> uh,
1: no, it's a it's a, a nonprofit that's focused on multimodal transportation stuff. So, and advocating for better transportation options in the city. It's you know it's right up my alley. It's sort of what I do for my job anyway. So might as well you know get the benefits, the sweet benefits of board perkdom, which means I basically.
0: Uh, do a lot of work for no pay and end up cutting them a check at the end of the year. <laughs> so. You know, I, so I so to- I joke a lot. In total seriousness, I've I've heard before that the idea of a perfect life is the perfect alignment of the person you want to be, the person others perceive you to be, and the person that you want to be perceived to be. And when your job with what you what you do actually for a living, and now this. Uh, on the side as well, all about something that you're passionate about, but you can make a living out of it as well as uh, make a hobby out of it. That's like the definition of integrity, and that's cool. Pretty cool
1: so. Yeah, li- I guess I'm living my best life right now. That's, that's, that's my <laughs> point, yeah, <that's> exactly. <laughs> awesome. I, I, well, I, I'm not going to be that sincere ever again. No, so, I, so. I, I certainly hope not. I would expect <laughs> nothing less of you. So, I'm crying right um, now. Well, let's talk a little bit about what this podcast is. Obviously, we're not going to talk about MLS Cup. You heard all, the, all the podcasts. Everybody's talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um Toronto thoroughly dominated that match and deserved every minute and of the it. Whole, the whole year. yeah, and, and basically, you know, up there in the terms of best MLS teams ever. And yeah. now we'll see what they can, they can do in CONCACAF. That is actually going to be a probably... Because I think Toronto is probably going to roll this league again next year. And um, unless, you know... I mean, there's obviously been a bunch of trades and stuff that we are not going to talk about either. Um, except for the awesome trades your Minnesota United have made. We're busy. <laughs> Very busy. Um, but I think, you know, barring something crazy happening... Uh, I think Toronto probably wins the supporter Shield next year, and, and you know, I'm more excited, more excited to see what they do in, in the Concacaf Champions League. That's one, the one thing that MLS hasn't been able to uh, conquer yet. So, and
0: they're as poised as any team has ever been to do that. And they, they they
1: change the schedule, they change the format. So yeah, it really it benefits how Toronto plays and and mm-hmm. the sort ter- ter- of ter- players and the depth that Toronto has. Yep. I mean, Toronto. I mean, you know, eleven. 11 v. 11, MLS teams can match up with a lot of the league, MX and, and uh, uh, Costa Rican teams. <clears throat> it's The depth is what is yeah. super important, especially early in the year for MLS, which is like middle Prime of the year for them, for, yeah. for all the other leagues, yeah. and they're already in, in form. So um, once you get to those later stages,
0: so we'll see. But let's not, uh, unless you have anything uh, else I you want to add. I want to ask you one question. <clears throat> I don't want to get too sidetracked by it, but yeah. do, does it matter to you that it's a Canadian team as, as we think about yeah. success in the Champions League, Concacaf Champions League, it is a tr- it is a Canadian team. I, I guarantee you, the Canadians feel the Canadianness of it, <laughs> that it matters for them that it would be brought to Canada. Does it matter to you that it's it not an American? It literally
1: team? makes no difference to okay. me whatsoever. But you would like to see it come down. I would MLS like to see an MLS team win. Yeah, team. yeah, of yeah. course, absolutely. I mean that that I I eventually hope that my team is playing in that tournament, and I would like to travel to you know Mexican cities and Costa Rican cities to watch the loons play in Concacaf Champions League.
0: That would be fun but you forget that like 99% of the time they're just traveling just shitholes holes in the, the I know, worst parts of the world. It's definitely something
1: I would like to do. But anyways, okay. like I I mean so I, I so MLC doing well gives would gives me hope for uh, eventually my team. I mean, I'm not listen, I'm not holding my breath so it happens. Let's not happen in the next Thank you. Um the Waitresses and bartenders here know me so well. I literally just—I didn't have, have to, to say anything—and and there's another hand booze, just walks yeah. up as I'm getting ready to finish my uh, my first one here. So, <laughs> um, so yes, it, d- it doesn't matter to me. People, I know people were saying, "Oh, the, it was the Canadian trouble," like you know, they won the, can- the Amway, whatever the fuck it is, Amway Canadian Championship or whatever, and trying to just comment with the fact that they won three trophies in a
0: year. Well, fuck what that. If, what no. if they just won the double? The cup yeah. and the shield. Yeah, is that not impressive? Like, I, I, I don't know. Trying yeah. to diminish that accomplishment. So, is ridiculous.
1: if you're if you're an
0: asshole trying to do that, please do
1: not talk to me about it. Yeah. Um, don't dope. slide into our DMs or anything because yeah. we certainly don't and want that. DMs, so, yeah.
0: well, let's talk about the stuff that we <laughs> want to talk about. So, so uh, yeah. So again, we we don't have our usual format because it's off season right now. So I think what we want to do here is first talk about United news and a little bit of perspective on now that the uh, off season. Um, I almost said free agency, but (laughs) 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 LOL. Um, Now now that some of those trades are starting to happen, um, we can talk about them, uh, talk about a perspective on what's happened and what's not happened, but then we'll get into what we really want to spend the bulk of the episode doing. We want to actually give you – now, we are soccer experts. Most people acknowledge this at this Mm. point. Um, Not only do we want to talk about the positions, of course, that we think are in most need of being uh, filled by Minnesota United, we have each come with at least a half a dozen players to fill those positions. We've done the scouting, looked at their value on the transfer market, their predicted value, and said we think these would be people who could add value to our squad in the positions we need the most. We're going to name names.
1: We're going to name names and
0: maybe even some numbers occasionally what
1: we think it's going to take to get that player. Sure. So Yeah. So, Absolutely. So definitely there's definitely nothing wrong in this podcast. I can guarantee oh, that. No, yeah, no, no <laughs> we, are, we might as well be agents. Yeah, no shit. Um. I mean, actually, some of the players that I looked at uh, – and I'm, I've got my list here. I don't have agents, so I might have to give them a call and be like, hey, listen, guys, I'm talking you up to uh, Minnesota United. <laughs> Let me get a little bit of that, uh, of that action once they sign you. So, so yeah, So let's, let's, let's talk about other United news first. Yeah, uh, that's probably a great setup to yeah, talk about the needs how, that we have. Yeah, because it's, yeah. listen, I mean, spoiler alert, there's a fucking lot of them. Yeah. like We we each took, like, three, and probably not even the same three, and basically this team yeah. could use a, a upgrade
0: at, Literally every single position. Certainly. Yeah. So, um,
1: what do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about
0: Harrison? Let's, let's talk about the two signings that we have. Okay. And, so, chronologically, we started with Harrison Heath. Mm-hmm. Um, my job. We gave up a fourth round pick for him. Yeah. So, here's my thing. So, we're going to get negative. I, there's no doubt we're going to get negative. But I want to say, say something really quickly. It's easy to get negative about these guys because they're the first ones that happen. And it would be a mistake, though, to start to think of as if the team were pitching them as the solution. Harrison Heath is the first guy we signed. See, we fixed it. Nobody said that. No. You need to sign dudes, and you need to fill human spots on the roster. Especially with some of the uh, things that Manny said about
1: 2018 coming, which we, I think we'll talk about in a little bit, too. Exactly. So, so,
0: so you, need, you need people. And yep, just because I they agree. happen to come first doesn't mean anybody's pitching them as the solution to all the problems. Although,
1: to, on that note, I think maybe the very first uh, the very first thing that you do is shouldn't be uh, nepotism. <laughs> it, was a, it
0: was a bad look. Um, Harrison Heath might might I mean, surprise team,
1: us. This team is not good at optics, and we've known this for quite no, some time. Not. So, but you think, and the Chris Wright would have been like, "Listen, guys, we, we, we can get him. Yeah, can we even wait? <laughs> can we at least just wait? <laughs> can
0: we wait till after the re-entry draft? Yeah, just <laughs> just, just so it's not, because it does look like that. That's the problem. I yeah. I just gave them a benefit of the doubt yeah. and said, just because he was first doesn't mean they're pitching him as like the solution. We think that because we don't have anything else to react to. But and they also have to know that's all they're giving us to react to. And I really, really, truly
1: hope. And, I mean, honestly, I think it, but I, I again, ultimately, it's, it's Adrian Heath and we have enough fucking problems with him yeah. that Harrison Heath is not going to uh, have a, uh, a lick of play in MLS competition if, uh, if this does,
0: year. If he does, he's either really <laughs> blown us away. Yeah. Or it's more tw- Jome type of, like, Heath obsession with a particular player. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I just don't, he's just not, he's not a, I mean, he's a much better soccer player than, you know, URI, but he's not a good soccer player. He's, he's a USL player at best. Um, well, And we,
0: we gave up a fourth round pick for him. Which is fine.
1: Yeah, which is, yeah, again, I mean, for what we paid for him, it doesn't, it doesn't, fine. ultimately doesn't fucking matter. Especially if he's, if he's squad depth, uh, a guy who never makes the 18, maybe gets some time in in USL. Maybe he, maybe he turns it around in USL. Uh, maybe he gets on the right track, but Atlanta fans, fucking Hated (laughs) Harris Heath. Um, I mean, they—he's basically the reason they were knocked out of the Open Cup, and when they could, you know, theoretically made a a pretty nice run in the Open Cup if they had gotten past Miami. Mm -hmm.
0: So we'll see. Yeah, it's and and, you know, I think that um, the other question we have to ask then is: so you brought in ostensibly backup depth. Uh, Heath would need to be fired directly if he said, "I think he can challenge for a spot." Yeah, that'd be ridiculous. But um, is he better backup depth than the, depth than the guys we got rid of? Uh, Justin Davis, Kevin Venegas uh, he's younger. De- Deviardi, you know. Um, yeah, yes, that's, that's a plus. That's pretty much about it. I, honestly, Th- that's a plus. But I, I, the question needs to be asked: They got they got rid of longtime fan favorites to bring in a choice of nepotism. Yeah, the optics matter to yeah. some degree. But is he truly even better? I don't see any obvious evidence of that. Although, as you know, I'm not huge on Davis and Venegas. (laughs) So, anyways, that happened. That's defensive depth. The other defensive depth that we brought in, and I'm emphasizing depth, is Tyrone Mears.
1: Yeah, let's talk about about Mears. They grabbed him
0: uh, in the re-entry draft? Is that... uh, Grabbed him in the re-entry draft. So, he's 35 years old. Our team got older by, by which is and not we something were, we needed. to And do, we were right? already one of the oldest teams in the league last yes, year. Certainly. I mean, people
1: people forget that. It's like, oh, it's an expansion team. There gets a bunch of young guys it screwing was, up. It was and an old team. It was not a. It was not a old team. We were a young team. We were we were a very very old team last year, and we just got older, yes. <laughs> significantly older. It,
0: but, but you know now my thing, and again I I always try to be as fair as I can. I, I like to think people are coming from at least a position where they think they're doing the right thing, and try to interpret the reasons that they think it's the right thing. Mears can be a veteran presence that can matter on a defense that was as poor as ours, even if he's p- doing that from the bench. Um, he's He has gotten a lot of time the last couple of years. It's not like he never starts or anything like that, so that, that matters to some degree. <coughs> the other thing is, it was the re-entry draft. This is the kind of guy you get from the re-entry draft. Yeah. So people are upset about having acquired him, but the opposite of having acquired him doesn't isn't... Having acquired a 22-year-old, you know, defender from it's fucking Brazil... literally
1: getting nobody. It's getting nobody. Yeah. We either
0: got him or we didn't get him. That's the nature of the re-entry draft. So is it better to have him versus not have him? I guess I don't know. I'm not crazy about signing a 35-year-old defender for a defense that needs much, much, much better. But, can you know, if we have him at the backup depth rather than we have Greenspan at the backup depth, are we a better team for that? Certainly. Mm-hmm. So... So fine, I'm I'm fine with Mears, but I hardly think that he's the glue that's going to make this thing a sturdy project.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, he's a plays right back mostly, um, and yeah, I mean, I 100%, I 100% agree. I don't. There's nothing else I really feel like. Needs <laughs> I to nailed be it. it. Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. Like, but
0: people who had a who people who had an outrageously negative um, opinion about it, n- there's plenty of things to have a negative opinion about. Mears is not specifically one of them. If you've got Mears as your backup depth. That's yep. not bad. My yep. fear is that that's not what he's here for. That would be scary. Well, I mean,
1: basically, he would be giving um, TS on a run for his money in that right back position. Unless, for some reason, they think Mears is a starter and pushes T.A. over to the left, which I guess that's your probably your doomsday scenario, right?
0: Yeah, and, that's, and that's my point. Yeah. If that's what they really have in mind, or else that he's going to be flipping T.A. on the depth chart, that means that we did not add enough quality players for that to even be a, a question. And, and yeah. that, that scares me a little bit. We, we need uh, depth across the back line. We need starters across the back line. We shouldn't be having to play people out of position to make it happen out of the gate next year. That would be very scary to me. Indeed, indeed it would. So, all right. Um, that's the United news. Yeah. Well, they're, I mean, can they're, they we did, talk about how that's frustrating? Yeah.
1: They well, they what's what's they did actually, and this kind of ties in. So this will this whole sort of transition us to the the next thing. Um, their big things that they've been announcing have been stadium related because yeah. they have no fucking team news to announce. Yeah. So they're putting a big fucking statue in the middle of uh in the middle of the People's Park or whatever the fuck they're calling it. Um, it's gonna have. Is your name gonna be on it? You're a season ticket holder, right? Yep. Yeah. So name your will be name on. will be on
0: it. Just just your Su- name, or are you putting... Souk Su- Su- Madik. Souk Su- Su- yeah, Madik. My, my, my uh, <laughs> Haitian yeah. alt- alter ego. Yeah. Souk Su- hey, Madik. Hey, hey, would you
1: blow em? Hey, yeah. would you blow him? Um. Yeah. yeah. That was too so, many. Didn't they
0: have like a 30 character limit? Like, <laughs> what if like I that. have? What if I have even a modestly interesting name? Yeah. Or
1: you want to put your kids' names on there? Right. Nope. And you nope. just have to put the sorry. Martins. Yep. I'm and sorry. you're in ten other
0: families. <laughs> Shit. So yeah. So so they didn't have any news. They updated stadium news, which yep. is great. We, yeah. I, it's easy to. We're, we're used to the idea of a stadium right now. Yeah. We shouldn't be. We. This is big, big stuff. Yeah. It's, and the skeleton is starting to appear. Yeah, absolutely. I I literally I work about a. a
1: Little over half a mile away from there, I I either walk or bus past the stadium. This infrastructure every single day. On your way Um, to Big Top Liquors. On my way to Big Top Liquors. (laughs) Listen, I've stopped at Big Top Liquors a lot over the course of the last couple weeks as we're getting ready to host Christmas with like twenty people.
0: Um, so I've been at Big Top Liquors a lot. Just Uh, all the Tattersall Fernet each time. Yeah, yeah.
1: pretty much. Um, I actually bought some Tattersall. It's a liquor, uh, liqueur called Purple Rain. You pour it over. uh, Yeah, you pour it over uh, like lemon, like ice and like lemon lemon lime soda's like sprayed or 7 Up or something then you pour this in there like a shot of this apparently it's fucking tasty so right. I'm looking forward to that I'll, Good let luck. You, I'll let you know how it goes I like pouring booze into other things obviously as people people here now with my I rum like hams to, i
0: like to pair a bottle of mad dog 2020 <laughs> with an additional bottle of mad dog, <laughs> dog 2020.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway so yeah so the same going up it's really great um they announced the the big fucking statue <laughs> some people loved it other people are like sign a fucking player <laughs> on twitter yeah Just,
0: that'd be great <laughs> if his name was on there whoever he is <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, that, wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be like the fucking trolliest way to announce a player? He's like, he's like actually a little name on the little mock up of the yeah. statue. That'd be amazing. But no, that's not what's happening. No, it's not. So, that takes us
1: into our sort of a conversation. Um, and, you know, in the, uh, oh. over in the UK, um, in Europe, they call this silly season. Well, it's only silly season if you're actually doing silly shit. Uh, which I don't think Harrison, Heath, There's and Tyler. There's a kind Mears, of silliness. That's yeah. Happening right so now. let's talk a little bit about that, and, and maybe this we can talk a little bit about what Manny, um, the story that came out from 551 that uh, Wes met with Manny, and sort of what he said, how that is sort of coloring our conversation tonight, and, and what that all means together.
0: Well, my my only introduction to that yet. Yeah, I want that's what I want to talk about, and my little introduction to that, and I hope Wes, who certainly does not listen. Wouldn't be God mad at me for sharing this, but internally uh, on the 551 work group, he he said, "I deserve a medal for making this thing five hundred words." <laughs> and uh,
1: that's—I mean—I feel like yeah. everybody understands that. I don't think that's—I don't you're sharing proprietary information there, my my friends. So, no. uh, if you God. are not familiar with Manny as, as a as a coach and in a interview, um, I've never interviewed him for you know for any sort of thing, but I've I've talked to Manny at events and stuff, and getting him to say. Anything getting to say that the sky is fucking blue is no like pulling fucking yeah. teeth. So I applaud Wes uh, for getting as much as he got
0: out of them, yeah. uh, which is to say, literally nothing. But there's a couple there's things. There's but there's essentially, they want to take their time. Yeah, they're not going to rush into any any signings that are rash or not. Yeah, take their time. I mean, there was there was the sort of piece a little
1: bit about that there will be an actual official USL. like affiliation next year which there wasn't this year i mean we loaned out uh greenspan to the river hounds but it sounds like there is there is going to be an official and this is what we're talking about harrison heath um is is, you know potential thing there is that there will be an official so there's only i'm gonna say it's about, about half of the usl teams right now are unaffiliated with a or don't have a official, or not basically like a, a, a you know Orlando City two or right. Red Bulls two. Like right. they maybe have affiliations already with teams, um, but they're not basically the, the B team for that for that other team. So, right. um, and with a couple of the teams going away like the Rhinos, um, those numbers are dwindling even more. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know who. I don't think it makes any sense to speculate who it might be. I mean, the Riverhounds is probably the most logical one just because they have that connection already. But right. you know, who the hell knows mm-hmm. who the who that USL affiliate would be? Obviously, a lot of us want to have a, a Minnesota United USL team, yeah. uh, Minnesota Lose United two, two, two or whatever. Yeah. whatever. Um, you no, know, people have talked about Rochester as being a great spot for it, um, but I, that's probably not. That's probably not even coming into. I mean, that's. I would guess. Uh, a USL team that is directly tied to Minnesota United is probably 2020 at the earliest, if not later than that, honestly. So So we'll 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 need
0: something in the meantime.
1: Yeah. And this means, I mean, basically, Minnesota didn't really have any players. They didn't have enough players to go out on loan last Mm -hmm. year. So this actually, what this says to me is that they have some intentions of maybe some of their current players um, being pushed down the depth chart Mm -hmm. Um, or they're bringing in, you know, maybe they're going to be, you know, the Thomas, David Liardi, and and those guys are actually going to, but they dropped Greenspan. So again, ultimately, their left hand is saying one thing, and the right hand is saying something completely different. Right. So who the at fuck the, knows? At the
0: very least, it gives us a, a firmer opportunity to find playing time for those players, and possibly to have to be able to plumb their depths for uh, either gap fillers or maybe somebody's a breakout star. You know, it's um, pro- it's good to have it. The, yeah. The
1: problem. So the problem, if you're unfamiliar, the problem with having with not owning your own, your affiliate is that ultimately it's up to the coach down there if they decide they want to play the person, right? Greenspan was great. He got playing time. He actually won a couple of, like, Player of the Month awards down there. Yep. Um, you know, Player of the Weeks and stuff like that. So he was actually getting playing time. But if you send a striker down there, right? So Brandon Allen's a great example. If we would have had a, a USL affiliate, Brandon Allen would probably would have been playing for that affiliate. He was doing that for, for the Red Bulls. Mm-hmm. And they traded him to us, or they loaned him out to us. Mostly, I think, because they thought he was going to get playing time in MLS. And then, of course... Right. And we had an yep. option to buy that guy. So, like, there was no reason for us not to play him, especially this the last season. Right. Um, so, you're at the mercy of the USL coach. If they're mm-hmm. fighting for their job mm-hmm. for next year. Um, if you they have a player that they don't think is going to fit in their system, they don't have any obligation or necessarily want to play that person. Right. So, having an official, you know, affiliate, maybe you, you have that built into your agreement. Like, hey, we're going to send you at least four players, mm-hmm. and they, they're going to get playing time and, right. you know, what's whatever. So, yeah. that's, like, the only sort of good news I was able to. That came out of that right. stuff. So. And, and
0: that is good news. And I hope long-term... Hey, I came up with a great name for the... If we get a Minnesota United 2, what it should be called is Le Trois du Nord. But instead of D-U, it's like D-E-U-X. <laughs> like 2. Le I Trois get it. Le Nord. I get it. I like 2? Yeah, I get it. Like a, like a French for for number 2? 2, two yeah. yeah. That's my suggestion.
1: Okay. But... That's a terrible fucking suggestion. Yeah, come on. In, yeah.
0: the, in the absence of that... Can you imagine... Although,
1: I really so we didn't really talk about Nashville getting a team, but someone I can't remember who it was posted uh, that they should name the team TEN T E N N uh, S C as in soccer club TEN S C. I thought that was fucking brilliant. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. C.
0: You've got Indy D eleven. Yeah. You call it yeah. 10 SC. That's awesome. yeah. So that, I thought That's that was fucking. I thought that was fucking brilliant. So I kind of wanted Kentucky to get a team and call them KFC.
1: <laughs> All right. I mean. Cincinnati's the team is actually going to be probably located in Kentucky, like on the on the Kentucky on the Kentucky side of that of the Cincinnati uh, the border there. Huh? It should just be Kentucky.
0: Little Colonel. <laughs> that that yeah. could be their name, the Colonels. The, the Colonel's. Kernels, yeah. yeah. The KFC Colonel's. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be some sort of copyright how infringement. How many uh, <laughs> herbs and spices are there? <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> uh, all right. So we should really start our uh, our uh, podcast. Po- our satire <laughs> podcast. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Let's talk uh, about – all
0: right, so are you are you good on – I've it about... out of my system. Yeah. essentially, we've set the stage to say we've done very little. It, it has been frustrating. Uh, I'm confused when I hear Manny say, uh, you know, we don't want to rush into any signings. You didn't have to start them two weeks ago. Yeah. You didn't have to start scouting dudes two weeks ago. You could be closing deals that are months in the works right now. He's doing you know, that. How, yeah, do you think they're all just <laughs> making rash decisions? Yeah. So there's, how not rash do you want to be? Jesus, God have mercy. But yeah. we've set the stage for that frustration, and I think now – Having set those pins up, we're going to knock them down with our own hand-scouted player recommendations. Absolutely, right. So Manny Amos, if you're listening, you're welcome. Um, I'm. If you
1: want to cut us a check for you know, part of the two percent of the commission or whatever, or any agents,
0: like you're welcome. Uh, I will take two percent of the wages that these people get signed to because Minnesota loves to overpay players. That's true. Yeah, not, not the transfer value. Yeah,
1: so. yeah, exact to the Dave I Know podcast. Uh, care of one of us I guess it doesn't really matter probably
0: me know. yeah yeah probably you yeah <laughs> although so, my wife works for a bank too of motherfucker so hey, yeah. um, okay like, can we set some ground rules here's some rough guidelines for what informed our choice okay yes that's all. a good idea yeah so so my thought again we could approach this differently I think we did I think we, 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 we didn't set like clear too. we literally just sent over text like hey, that we would like seem to sign and that was the plan that
1: was the whole plan so oh, yeah so
0: so, here so was, you, what was your what was here, your guideline? Here, here was my approach so it would be stupid to come into the podcast <laughs> and be like hey Let's sign Ronaldo and Messi. We'll be I, fucking amazing. Yeah. Mean, so that would be stupid. But at the same time, I'm also not trying to have exact verisimilitude with what I think the team's current approach is. Where I'll only sign guys for a million dollars or fewer, and I'll only sign two of them this year. You know, I, I what my goal was to say, I'm a team. If I'm running the team, I have ambition. I want to compete for trophies. And I also have the reality of the pieces that are around me. I'm not going to buy eight Almirons, right? So uh, here's here's what I did. Um, I chose two players for three key positions. I'm coming with six players, okay? Um, These positions will not shock you. Uh, The players I chose, I chose two players for each, one of which I thought was a stretch goal. These are players that are no more than $5 million as a sort of uh, uh, key off of that. Almiron went for about eight million dollars. I think Kaka went for, uh, uh, I think like seven mil, something like that. So, so you know, we're talking a, a, a bit below that tier, but still ambitious, I think. Um, and then I also picked a secondary player who is domestic, not not a domestic <clears throat> player, but has MLS experience. Who I think is a more achievable target financially, but who I think can be a regular starter and a competent starter in MLS. So we got a stretch player and we got a realistic player. And I'd love to see us go after any of them. Yeah. That was that was my approach. What was what was your... Oh, let, let me add one thing. I, ch- I, ch- I tended to choose players who are under 30. I think I chose one player who is 30 and above because our team needs to get younger. I see that as a need across the board. Um, that said, I didn't only aim for 22-year-old prospects. Some of these guys are in their prime. That can in fact impact transfer value, stuff like yep. that. But we need success now. And that was my thought. Yep. So mine was... I didn't really go for a higher level... For the most part, I I will talk about one
1: where I totally, yeah, this guy's never going to sign with with the Minnesota United, but, God, if he did, if there's a player like him, I would shit my pants, honestly. Um, So I went basically, I I actually looked at three main positions with a fourth position. Um, The three main positions were all, like, where I I was targeting players not in the U.S., not domestic, not Canadian, um, but international players, um, I mostly was looking for players that were near or out of contract, so out of contract okay. soon, you know, or, or near the end of their contract. I think I had one exception where the guy was still in contract till like, 2019 or 2020. Sure. Because I figured Missoula was not going to want to pay big transfer fees, right?
0: We uh, seem resistant yes, to Yes, yeah.
1: so, and I looked for players um, with... with I just tried to stay within what I thought Minnesota. We, so obviously Minnesota doesn't have a DP, so we don't know how much they're willing to spend on a DP, right? Maybe they're willing to spend ten million dollars on a DP. I sincerely doubt it. Right. So I was trying to say with, with my DPS um, in the sort of you know three to six million dollar range or where I think they're going to ultimately end up with sort of transfer fees plus their plus their salary, mostly because I want to see I want to look at potential players um, that seemed logical to right. what Minnesota. With theoretically, Ersch has shown that they are being willing to do so far, and, and from everything we've heard, what they are planning on doing now, they might shock us. They might come tomorrow and say they're, they, you know, they're signing, uh, you know, whomever to a, you know, fifteen million dollar DP deal. I sincerely doubt it, but well, yeah, that, that would be
0: twice Almiron. Yeah, and unlikely, I and so yeah.
1: and I also stayed relatively young. I think the uh, the oldest person I looked at was like twenty six or twenty seven. Because okay. I think I th- I envisioned Minnesota as being a place where they're trying to get value. Um, they're trying to get people sort of on the upswing, right, and, and pay a little bit. Uh, but then I think that Minnesota is going to be a club that is going to, you know, churn players. I think they're going to sell players. Just this is your Minnesota. This is my Minnesota. About, yeah. I th- my, what, I, in, what I envision how Minnesota is probably thinking about this stuff going forward, right? I don't think Minnesota is going to be a place where players are going to end their careers with the big money DP contract or like big money, um, domestic sure. MLS contract, But we can be so, FC Dallas. Yeah, I don't think there's any any problem with that. So um, that is kind of where I went when I looked at the players that I sort of envision and yeah. I have five players for three positions, and then I'm, I'm just – spoiler alert, the other position is goalkeeper, and I don't know if you talked about goalkeeper at no, all. I think goalkeeper I should be a domestic position. I have a couple thoughts on goalkeeper, so I have – one Why player don't you start there. Let's I do it. I have one player in one position, and then uh, one player in the goalkeeper position, then two in the other in the other So I think that makes the most sense. Why don't right. get your goalkeeper out of the way? Is that so right? goalkeeper. S- so yeah, I mean, Bobby Shuttleworth played out of his goddamn mind. Uh, all of almost all of last year. Probably
0: unsustainably well.
1: Unsustainably well, days. and you know, obviously goalkeepers do tend to get a little better with age to a certain point. So there's no reason to think that he's gonna fall off a fucking cliff. Although, we've seen goaltenders fall off a fucking cliff, yeah. uh, especially in, in MLS here. So, um, you think about someone like a Stephen Fry, <clears throat> goalkeepers are not making a ton of money. You can get, uh, you can get a good, cheap goalkeeper, um, and this is, this is not even thinking about potentially trading for, say, you know, a Sean Johnson um, or Alex Bono or somebody like that. Um, of the actual, just looking at the keepers that are available... Uh, from the free agent market, um, well, there's two that stood out to me that I thought Minnesota should have snagged. And, Of course, they're both gone because why would Minnesota trade for a good goalkeeper? Um, David Bingham and, and Brian Rowe um, were obviously, uh, I think, would have been very would be, would have been upgrades um, and not insignificant upgrades over Bobby, um, pushing Bobby to a backup role to fight for that job again. Sure. Um, the one that's sort of sitting out there right now, and I don't know you know, what is going on with him, is uh, uh, David Usted, um, the uh, keeper for the Vancouver Whitecaps last year. His option was not exercised. Um, he was not chosen in the reentry entry draft, the first re-entry he draft. Was,
0: it sounded like he was not allowed to be re- chosen. He wasn't
1: um, yeah. because the salary, he wasn't allowed. I can't remember exactly what the hell, but basically, like, he couldn't be selected because he couldn't have his salary renegotiated um, he's making um, let me see I have the I have the numbers here he's making almost $400,000 he's making a lot of money for a keeper right It's not he's not making an insignificant amount of money and outside of Nick Ramondo, who is uh, an f- actual free agent um, he'd be the most expensive um, keeper uh, the free agent or re-entry waiver keeper uh, in the league right now so so I don't know exactly what is going on there. Um, but if Minnesota can find a way to swing something for David Usted, I would I would do that in a heartbeat. He would immediately upgrade the goalkeeping position, make it probably slightly above league average. Sure. And you partner that with a better defense, which I'm sure we're both going to be talking about here. That makes Minnesota a relatively competitive team, just upgrading those two positions. So I agree.
0: So, yeah, so that's my, that's my thoughts on goalkeeper. What uh, – what is your first position you yeah, want to talk I, about? I didn't select a, I didn't select a goalkeeper, so I'm not going to go there. I'm going to start at a, a center attacking midfielder. i love to talk defense, but that's not as fun. So I'm going to start with a center attacking midfielder, a number ten. I'll start with my I'll start with my reach choice. Okay. okay. Do you I, do you have number ten? As well I do position? have a number ten that okay, I would be so, interested
1: in, in going after. Uh, so. let, let me let me start with well, mine. You, yeah, okay. you go
0: first. Again, I was I'm trying to shoot for uh, I think a reachable reach. Okay. Um, Daniel Didavi, center attacking midfielder for Wolfsburg. Okay, uh, transfer market, which is a website that is an imperfect website. It's Bundesliga, it's, it's Bundesliga. Yes, right. it's, it's about all we have to go on. Uh, Four point seven mil in Euro and not not Euros. Uh, U.S. dollars. I've converted all of this because I'm a sweet guy. <laughs> um, I, I like him first of all because he's primarily a center attacking midfielder, but he can play on either wing. We saw some of the inflexibility of the positions that we had last year kind of bite us because Molino clearly was not succeeding in the middle versus the wing. And now we've got this glut of wingers and fewer middle players. This is a guy who can play all three positions in a in a four two three one. I, I like that about him. Um, he's sitting on five goals and six assists in Bundesliga this year. He had a crummy year last year due to some knee problems, but before that he had thirteen goals and five assists the the prior year. So so the numbers are there pretty well, except for last year, uh, you know, with that injury. He's a, he's a true goal scorer's number ten. He's not he's not say the. Uh, I was almost going to say Diego Valeri, but he scored a shitload of goals his last year too. He, he's not just the string puller, he can score the goals, but he can do a he can do a bit of the passing as well. So so in short, he's a challenging get but I think reachable. Again, 3 million shorter than than Almirón. He's in the peak of his career and with Wolfsburg sitting on only 3 wins so far in Bundesliga this year, it's possible they may be looking to shake up their deck anyways and and that's an opportunity for us. There's my player Daniel Didavi. All right? Who's your who's your number 10? So, this is the one where I only went with uh, one
1: um, one person. Um, yeah. Mostly because I just, I, I don't think this team wants, and I don't think Adrian Heath, I, I'd say this team, I don't think Adrian Heath wants to play with the number 10, a uh, true number 10. I think uh, he wants a glut of wingers. I think he wants to play that 4 4 2, basically, or 4 two, or two, two, two. Two, 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 whatever the fuck yeah. he plays. So, mm-hmm. I was like, but you know, if, if, if the pra- person fell into their place, uh, fell into their lap, um, then they would uh, they would give it a shot. So I, I thought we should go to Chile. Okay. For this one, I think Chile. we should get get super young with uh, Jefferson Soltedo. Okay. Uh, Soltedo is a young, said young Chilean. He won't be 21 until late June. Um, he already has seven senior team caps though, um, so on he's a good definitely team. on a good team on Chile. Yeah. Which unfortunately they didn't make the World Cup this year, which maybe drives his value down a little bit, which is probably good for but Minnesota. Good So he plays uh, as uh, a central attacking mid. He can also play both wings. He's played both wings. So Lord knows we need more fucking wingers because Adrian Heath loves wings. (laughs) So this guy could slot into a ten spot into into the ten spot like uh, Johan Venegas does, but also could play out in a wing if we wanted to play in a a, you know that's that four two 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 whatever fucking formation that Adrian Heath wants to play. Um, His team's uh, his team in Chile, um, Queretaro, finished twelfth. So. And he's actually currently out of contract. He's a 21-year-old kid who's out of contract. You know, he'd be a young DP. He wouldn't break the bank. Probably about three million dollars could get him um, in uh, American dollars. Uh, he's from Venezuela, um, so you know, I don't know. This is, it's a it's an option. It's someone who, again, like again, he's, he's from Venezuela. What? Venezuela, but he plays in Chile.
0: Is he plays for the Chilean national team, but he's a Venezuelan. Oh, like sorry, d- he plays for
1: the Venezuelan national team. Yes, oh. you're right. Sorry. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah I, meant, I meant Venezuela. Sorry. I, Holy shit. I, got, I was like, wow,
0: yeah. we got $3 million for a number 10 on a Chilean Yeah, no, 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 no. no. He plays for Venice, the Holy Venezuelan yeah. uh,
1: national team, which uh, didn't do super hot in uh, World Cup qualifying. But, okay. you know, he's getting minutes down. He's getting <laughs> main minutes down in Chile with the Venezuelan guy. national team yeah. during a World Cup qualifying cycle. He's only 21 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, he's younger than uh, every one of our strikers. <laughs> Right, right, um, and he would probably be the youngest player on the team, actually. So it'd be kind of a gamble. Um, he did get 16 caps with the U20 Venezuelan team. He scored three goals with the Venezuelan U20. So True. kid can score goals against good competition. Um, he'd be my my pick for uh, a number 10. I don't really think he's much of a reach. I think he could be someone that Minnesota United could that's could the, attack.
0: That's the kind of amount of investment maybe we should be spending on our DPS. If you have the financial proclivities that this group does, yeah. And right.
1: again, as with my theme of this is someone that they could take, they could develop, and they could turn around and sell in two or three years for a
0: substantial amount of money. So, sure. All right, I'm, I'm totally. Mine is not. Mine is, yeah. a, my, is a guy pretty much in his prime. Yeah. But a guy I think could be a real talent for us. Let me give you my backup number to i I'm not. I'm not suggesting he should be a backup. He's my more attainable reach. Yeah. Okay. I, what do you mean? Mauro diaz <laughs> yeah Mauro diaz <laughs> you motherfucker i love myself some Mauro diaz 26 year old if he plays for fc dallas if you don't know 26 years old valued at about 1.2 mil right now um Uh, Probably would not be a DP, I I don't believe. Um, He had lower performance last year due to both um, a little bit of injury and due to Dallas being Dallas Dallas for most of the year. Yeah, they they Um, totally Dallased it up. They they did, and that probably drives his value down, which makes him, I think, a better get right now. But that's going to mean two things. First of all, it's going to mean his value could be at at a relative low relative to his, his talent. And B again with FC Dallas having the year they had, what kind of roster turnover are they seeing? What kind of changes are they feeling like they want to make? Um, that Mar- would that would probably require. I mean. Sorry, once you finish, and then and, then, and yep. you can give your counter yep. Yep. argument. Ten assists in 2016, um, including what I thought was a a staggering five in open cup play. Just in that tournament alone, he had five assists. Um, in 2015, he had eight goals and eight assists. Again, we talked about last year not being the ideal year. So, good, well-rounded number ten. I think achievable. What's your counter sure. argument? Sure.
1: Um, I mean, I think with and this is probably maybe not even an issue, just because of what uh, the new. We didn't even talk about the fucking extra ten everybody's getting um right is I think this is a that's a substantial is Dallas has nothing that um we you know, we have nothing that Dallas wants uh okay in terms of demonstrable return um, I mean maybe we throw in a player to, to, to you know a uh, uh, Bar or somebody to lower down the amount of Tam but that's a that's gonna be
0: Kevin Molino ask if not more amounts of Tam money that's going to it, you, Tam is for more than just exchanging as a trade I mean you can you yeah. can pay cash as well, just like we would to any other. Well, but, in the but 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 why
1: Mar-, Mar-, Mar Diaz is Marl Mar- Diaz out of contract or I mean No, he's, not quite. No, he's so in order to get he him from getting, Dallas, we need to give Dallas something. You're that's right. that is so that's my counter argument to that one is that we have to and we more than likely are not gonna be able to give Dallas cash. They're gonna want they're gonna want some assets to buy down some of their players, especially some of their
0: young players that'll be coming up soon, mm-hmm. coming up on bigger contracts. So I don't I think, think obtaining Maro Diaz would be a, a great way to invest if you're going to trade some tam yeah would be great and if you're saying he's going to cost kevin molino-esque amounts of either wages or uh, cash or tam i'd pay kevin molino money to have to have him instead of kevin molino
1: well we paid i mean i'm I'm talking i'm not talking about wages and buying down Mauro Diaz's salary. i'm talking about we're gonna have to we're gonna have to give dallas something whether it's an international spot plus 10, I mean, we we'll are have to give them some of the 10 that we would use then to spend down on more ODS or to... I don't doubt it. So like, yeah, so it would be a complex financial transaction. Yeah, yes. which every single transaction in MLS is a financial, Correct, a complex yes. financial. But I'm just saying, I don't think, personally, I don't think spending anything additional on top of what we pay more ODS to acquire more ODS is anything better, much better than we have right now. I mean, is he have upgrade over Molino? Certainly, yes. Yeah. But... Is he? Hum- I mean, I don't. I guess I don't. Under. I don't value him as probably as much as you do. So,
0: sorry. Okay. <laughs> well, you son of a bitch. All yeah. right. So, so that, those are my number tens. Okay. So I think we're the the yep. palate is cleansed of number tens. What here position do you want to hit next? Um.
1: Well, let's talk about. Let's so let's stay in the midfield. Okay. Um. And let's talk about some defensive midfielders. I think that is a is that one of yours or no? No. Okay. Let's hear you. All right. So here we go. So. Um, this team needs uh, defensive midfield help um, obviously we saw when we uh, upgraded to Sam Cronin last year like what a difference that made almost immediately and when he was out sort of what how bad it was yeah so um, so my original thought is actually a player that I've I've literally have seen a couple times it uh, was super excited when I looked at sort of on um, was looking scrolling through the Scandinavian countries and transfer market you didn't
0: scandinavia yeah i know we have
1: you know in cheap young talent can be had there um what's to be fair though the brain trust has not been uh immensely successful thank you uh about identifying like good talent um although Rasmus schuler is like the uh like sixth most valued uh player in finland
0: for a <laughs> moment there I thought you were actually naming Rasmus Schuler. I found this guy, so now, Rasmus Schuler. Let me tell you. Listen,
1: Rasmus Schuler is coming back to coming back to Minnesota next year, my friend. So, I know, yeah, jerk off motion. So, this is a, a totally off the board. Holy shit. This will blow me away if they sign this guy, uh Erdal Rakip.
0: Rakip. His name yep. is Rakip.
1: Rakip. So, Rakip is a Swedish youth international. Um He plays for Malmö. Most people have heard of Malmö, and most people haven't heard of—they've heard of like Rosenborg. Not actually—that's in Norway. They've heard of Malmö, basically. We've heard of Swedish football. They're always in the at least the knockout rounds or the the, um, group stage or the first rounds of the Champions League, things like that. Uh, Swedish national, who's a uh, defensive mid. Um, He hasn't gotten a senior team call up yet, but that's I think literally uh, on the way. Um, I think believe he's like only 20, 21 years old. Costs about $1.75 million. He's out of contract. I was writing down here, the question is, does he consider MLS a step up over Sweden? And, I mean, they're probably relatively comparable. I would guess MLS would be a step up. Now, here's the here's the problem. I was like, this is, I was looking at this. I'm looking at the kid's stats from the last couple years, looking at everything. I'm like, there's no fucking way. Why is, why, why is nobody taking a look at this kid? And so I was like, you know, I'm going to Google, I'm going to Google the news about the kid. Apparently Benfica has been sniffing around him, or so, even like in the last like
0: couple days. Right. So so, you're, so a your scouting was really <laughs> it was good. It right? Yeah, good enough to go pro maybe. Yeah. So we need to we need Anyways. to snatch him up before Benfica does.
1: Yeah, right. I mean we got to or blow uh, him out of the water with money. But so he's not coming to uh, MLS, and he's especially not at 21. <laughs> not, not if he has Benfica And that was you got Benfica. But, who one uh, thing yeah. I will
0: say, you you said is MLS an upgrade over Sweden? <coughs> Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. But one thing that I think we underestimate is the idea of living in America and what that means to so many international players that if the leagues are otherwise equal, they might come to America not because they think it's gonna fulfill every soccer dream they ever had. But this is an incredible place to live yeah. that some people leap at the chance to, to, yeah. to take. Yeah. Um, and he would
1: he he would be coming in again, you know, another t- like 21, 22 year twenty-two-year-old kid who would be coming in as, as a as a DP. So he'd be making good money. Anyways, that isn't actually ever going to happen. I mean, if it does, or,
0: or a kid like that... Do you that. think it was going to happen until you saw the Benfica news?
1: No, no, that's what I said. It would totally blow me out. Like, I would like, lose my shit if they signed a kid like this, right? So someone, even in this mold of a... Whether it's at a 10, it's at the defensive midfield position, it's a it's a fullback or a center back, Like, that would, it would blow me fucking away if
0: they did any of that. It's the kind of find we need to be finding. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so... Because, you know, I'm say an idiot. The, say the name. Of it. We haven't been saying the names very often. So I feel like we're Erdahl losing the Erdal Rakip.
1: Rakip. Rakip. I, I don't have a Swedish accent, so. Rakip. Rakip. Am I in Sweden Rockip. right now? Yeah, Rakip. Um, I rolled my R there, so that's definitely not good. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, like Spain. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, because I'm an idiot about Rakip, I get, did it again. Let's turn our attention to Mexico okay. for a DM. will fuck dudes up fucking DM this is or? i think this is a guy that i think minnesota might have a shot at someone again these are all like molds of people that i would like minnesota to take a look at right so um javier Guimes. uh javier guillemes uh he's a 26 year old mexican international uh he's currently out of uh contract at Querétaro in Liga mx uh, they finished sixteenth in the Apertura. Can I just year. say
0: everybody's out of contract in Caratro <laughs> when you don't pay your players? Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
1: That's true. So, um, keep going. Yeah, he's a, he's a very solid presence in the middle of the pitch. Uh, he can bust things up. He rarely missed like last year. He missed one match in the uh, in the Apertura and one match in the Clausura. Um, so he's. Definitely not fragile. This whether due to cards or injury. So we've had some issues with keeping our defensive mids healthy. Um, so this would be a, an upgrade over that. Um, is he? Is he? Uh, you know, is he gonna just break people's ankles? Probably not. <coughs> but having somebody uh, who can communicate with Kabo can communicate with Ibsen, can be that fulcrum or that that sort of anchor at the top of the at the top of the defense um, is. I think, highly undervalued in MLS. I mean, we, again, we just look at Toronto. Toronto signed Bradley, Altador, Juvinko They didn't start winning shit until they actually signed some defensive players that, you know,
0: would it would step up and, and, and wreck people. Um, Did you see Bradley's passing chart in MLS Cup? No. Dude completed, like, 95% of his passes. Yeah. Like, that wins championships. I don't know how else to say it. Number six uh, is not the flashiest position on the field, but maybe no. the most important one. Yeah, so...
1: That would be – so, again, a, a player in that mold, um, you know, whether it's a Scandinavian, whether it's a, a Mexican or, or some other from uh, Latin America, I think um, would be – obviously, for me, it's, 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 it's a vital position that they need to upgrade. Um, Cronin's great, uh, but if we can get Cronin sort of subbing in, that would be even better. So I think it's a vital position. So that's, those are the two guys – or the two types of guys that I would target
0: uh, if I was running, running Minnesota United. I think that's awesome. Can we move to center back since it's a natural, you know, it's right, you know. D- sure. D-Mid's D- playing right in front of the sure, center. Back. Do yeah. you have any center backs? Center you know, backs?
1: I thought about center back as my role, but when I actually started looking at players, I actually found a couple of, well, uh, um, actually I was, I was thinking about fullbacks that I would really want. I think we need to get some upgrades at fullbacks, But then when I actually started looking at players, uh, I actually found some center backs that I think would deepen the roster and push some of our, push a center back or two. Out a to a back, fullback yeah. position, okay, where they would be
0: more successful. So yeah, sure. let's go. Let's go let's for it. Natural move. So so here's here's my uh, more reach center back uh, slot. Curtis Davies. Curtis Davies is a center back who plays for Derby right now. Okay. Uh, he'd be going for about two point four million dollars U.S. Um, Derby currently as a defensive unit, so looking really good. They're about fifth fewest goals allowed in championships. So. As a unit looking really good. He's a really physical center back. He's a, a good stay at home guy. Maybe a really nice compliment to Calvo, who always has the. Uh this sort of tickle of poetry in him that he wants to do something special and get forward. He could be a really good partner with him uh, alongside him. Uh, moving toward his contract year here, I think this would be great get for Davies, playing in the second league, in uh, the, the second tier of English football, so it's not like we're just, I'm not making a ridiculous grab at some top tier English dude. Um, again, 2.4 mil, I think that's right about where we need to be fishing if we want a really strong, talented person in that position. Um, so. What do you think? Curtis Davies. Uh, I do see that he's 32 years old, so he's a little, bit on, saw the, that. He's a little bit on the he's, older he was, end. He was the one guy I chose that was over 30. <laughs> okay. And I thought – Now, he's, he's – Again, I'm 31. Yeah. I hope that I'm not dying when I'm 32. <laughs> I, 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 again, I think – You don't it, play football having, professionally. You know, right, right. <laughs> I, having that veteran presence <laughs> could be meaningful on a, on a unit that needs a hell of a lot more guidance. No,
1: absolutely. So, I mean, the guy sounds uh, – Definitely sounds um, –
0: Like, he would be a handsome, too. He looks like Oscar from The Office. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Okay. So, so do you have any center backs that you want to go before I give you my more backup?
1: Um, Let me talk about – why don't you give me the backup? Because, actually, the two center backs that I looked at were actually from the same team. And so, I'll just talk about them kind of both. So, why don't you give me your – You want
0: San Jose's defensive –
1: Yeah, exactly. Is that it? No, it's not. Oh, shit. (laughs)
0: Because if we get Flory, <laughs> if we got Florian Jungwirth, it'd be amazing. Yeah, okay, absolutely. It's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: absolutely. I mean, you know, he would stop scoring goals against us, which would be it, nice. It, fuck that
0: guy. <laughs> um, instead, I want to plunder a different MLS team for this and go for Johann mm. Uh which is just a great fucking like Austrian sounding name, right? Um, he's he plays for Chicago Fire, can be got uh, again. Estimated value about nine hundred thousand right now. He's super well-rounded. He can play any position on the back line. Now, Chicago's defense last year wasn't any great shakes. They allowed 47 goals. You know, it was fine. I don't think that was any, anything particularly his fault. Mm-hmm. But I think for the value, he's a good get. That could be an immediate improvement to the center uh, of the defense. can play either side of the defense, which I think is huge. Uh, and I think he's a starting quality uh, MLS center back. And it'd be kind of fun to stick it in the butt of Chicago, too. I wouldn't mind that. So... So nine hundred thousand dollars. Johan Kappelhoff. Is Kappelhoff. The name. <clears throat> Curtis Davies is our new starter. Johan <laughs> Kappelhoff be playing opposite him. All right. Yeah. So he's a he's a
1: Dutch defender, so they know something about playing some defense. He's another mm-hmm. handsome
0: guy. Except he looks a little like Johan <laughs> van A Little too much like Johan. Yeah. Vimagus. He's he is a he has a, he has a very handsome guy. Yeah. Right That's, footed. That, so this so has all been just me judging their handsome. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Um, cool. All right. Well, let's talk about my guy. So yeah, I. Please. I decided to take a slightly less practical approach to this. Line. I would imagine
0: that um, they should. The Minnesota's front office should absolutely sign you right now. <laughs> you fit the mold. I know, right? Um, yeah, I definitely. You know, I can. I can go on.
1: Uh, you know, different v- websites and decide to pick uh, players. Um, I decided to go to Brazil, and I look. Actually, look I like two center backs from Brazil uh, from the club uh, Gremio in Brazil. Okay. Um, they won the Copa Libertadores this year. Uh, they finished fourth in the, uh, Campionado. They finished third overall in goals conceded. So they have some defensive, uh, acumen there. So like the third overall best. Oh, oh, at le- least on goals the good side. Okay. Yeah. least goals conceded. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, not the, not Yeah. They, they were, did not let in a lot of goals okay. in, uh, in, in Brazil. Um, Excellent. the guy that my, sir, my number one, holy shit, this would be amazing. Uh, is a uh, uh, player by the name of Walter uh, Kenneman.
0: Classic uh, Brazilian name. Yeah,
1: classic Brazilian. He's actually Argentinian, weirdly enough. I can't um, tell the difference. I mean, you know, because <laughs> I don't know if you know, but uh, a lot of Nazis fled to Brazil <laughs> after World War II, so. You
0: know what? I was making <laughs> jokes and I actually kind of didn't even fucking think about that. All right. <laughs> keep, uh, <Yeah>. keep talking.
1: <laughs> uh, kid's 26 right now. He'll be 27 uh, three days before the home opener, which should be awesome. Um, Perfect
0: timing for some reason. Yeah,
1: so he's uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, I need to drink my hams faster. Um he'd be, he would he would have to come in on a DP deal, um, and I don't know if this team would be willing to uh, sign a DP in the defense. Um,
0: that's fair. I mean, it's that's a my that Curtis prob- Davies would have probably been a DP. Yeah, I'm guessing yeah.
1: Davies would have been a DP too, and that. Yeah, I feel like that's a tough ask. Um, as I said, he's tw- uh, Argentinian. He'll be 27 right around the beginning of the year. Um, he's the one who's actually under contract at about four million dollars uh, through 2019. So Minnesota is gonna have to um, pony up some money to to buy right, him so off of off of his club.
0: So like extra prohibitive.
1: Yeah. So yeah. again, he's well, he's a stretch. Um, but you know, transfer fee plus the money, um, you could possibly get here for about seven. Six to seven million dollars with transfer fees and everything included.
0: Yeah. We again Almiron is <laughs> eight million. We're not yeah. paying almost Almiron for a defender. Yeah, uh, yeah. So but um
1: but so he actually has a uh, a compatriot uh, on his on his team, um a uh, uh let's see here. Oh, yeah. A Brazilian, uh, so an actual an actual Brazilian uh, called Bresson. 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 Uh, He turns 25 in January currently out of contract Um, He is probably third or fourth on the center back depth chart um, at gremio So he didn't play you know he played about two-thirds of the games in in all the competitions that they had Um, Brazil has a ton of different cup competitions, you know depending on how good your team is so he would be again someone who you could get him a lot cheaper than you could get uh, Kahneman, um, You know, probably one to two million. Um, but he's definitely a upgrade over anybody we have in center back right now. He could theoretically you could you could put, pl- slot him in um, next to Kalman, You push Calvo um, over to right back
0: and Cal- Tason over to left back. So you, you, in in this scenario, you <clears> still got. Coleman playing the other center back or role.
1: another upgrade a
0: domestic upgrade well, over time. Right, yeah, we're yeah. not going to assume all these yeah. players get signed already.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you could you could do a couple different things with with either of these players. Where you basically you slide Kalv Cal- um, or maybe Kalv even to more a more a more sort of central um, uh, defensive mid position where Calvo could maybe fuck some people up. Kovalev, we know from his uh, Costa Rican team days that he can score goals on headers. If you you get you maybe get him up more into the into the play, yep. you keep him more engaged, more active. Um, maybe he doesn't make some of those boneheaded mistakes that he tends to make throughout the course of a game. You know, with the one or two mistakes that ultimately end up costing us one or two goals per game so this would be an option for me I think either of these players to move Calvo into a different a slightly different position maybe more more advanced or it's more of a fullback position where he can get up into the into the to the to the run of play so that would be how I would approach um fixing our fullbacks it would be literally to move one of our center backs out to fullback um by bringing in maybe one one or two better uh center backs if we played a 5-3-2, I think Calvo could be a really good wing back. Exactly. That's Holy that's one hundred percent what I'm thinking. I mean, wow. we've seen Adrian Heath employ a 5 five-three-two, um, in some in out of
0: despair. Uh,
1: out of despair. But imagine if he had if he had some actual decent wing backs out there, and we had we had you know three solid central defenders that we. I mean, Brent Coleman's not gonna uh, blow anybody away, and, and everybody who listens to this podcast knows how much I love Brent Coleman, um, but. The guy is a solid player and could be a solid player. Now he probably should be a backup, but in a certain circumstance, certain situation, he easily could be a, a, a good solid sort of center back in a, in
0: the right the right situation. So sure, I love it. So did you have other center backs? Nope, that's it. I, I I have um I have fullbacks. Okay, let's do fullbacks. Let's do fullbacks. So here's the first one I'm gonna give you. My my stretch left back. Okay, stretch left back. An- Antonio yep. Luna. Okay. Antonio Luna,
1: who do you envision so do you envision yep. sorry before you jump into this are you envisioning that T.A. stays on the right in this scenario and he
0: this guy is replacing Birch or correct yeah. okay okay yep this is this is this, i'm basically assuming each of these players as if they were the only signing okay um and so how would they fit into the yep. current the current, the current yep. roster okay so okay. so he he would be in at left back um uh currently plays for Levante but he's a backup Okay. He, he mostly sees the bench, so it's uh, although uh, grabbing a player from Levante sounds audacious. He's only seeing backup time there. Could probably get him for about 2.3 mil. Still a lot for a defender, I suppose, but it's not fucking seven mil. Uh, and uh, so he saw mostly the bench last year. I think he would fit uh, in really well on a team that wants to push the fullbacks forward. He's pacey as far as fullbacks go. Not as much as the next guy I'm going to talk about, but he's he's pacey as far as fullbacks go with a pretty strong kind of passer rating. He's going to put a good cross into the box. So so I think he's a good fit for what we want to do. He also has experience in Sevilla and Aston Villa. So he's got top-level experience, but he's not being utilized. That's why I think he'd be a great get. Um, for what it's worth, he'd be a great, uh, uh, alongside Calvo, play in the left center back um, by speaking the same language, that there would be a chemistry there as well. So um, Antonio Luna, shoot for the moon mm-hmm. with Luna. All
1: right. All right.
0: Right, good response. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, it sounds great. Here's my achievable-ish domestic signing. <clears throat> okay, left back, Kamara Lawrence from New York Red Bulls. Kamara okay. Lawrence, I think, is fantastic. It's hard to call him underrated at probably a million and a half uh, transfer fee within MLS for a left back. It's hard to call him underrated at this point, but if you talk about defenders, no one's talking about Kamara Lawrence. I mean, name the last time you had a Kamara Lawrence conversation with somebody. You did. Literally never, yeah. An Aiko Parra conversation and a Matt Beasler conversation. You had maybe a couple of years ago an Aurelio Collin conversation. Nobody's having Kamara Lawrence conversation. This guy is fast as hell. He is as fast as a strong midfielder or striker. Super fast, but what he showed in the playoffs, and in my opinion, showed throughout the year, is that he can play both sides of the ball of course he should be able to use a fucking defender ostensibly but he'd be another great addition for that wing back role guy who's speedy can get forward deliver a good ball every time i saw him defending though i saw him really competent uh playing with the with the ball in front of him uh, pushing guys to the outside rather than allowing them breaking inside um tactically i think he's really great for a million and a half he's an mls starter no doubt about it guy i'd love to have on the team jamaican dude too kamar lawrence
1: yeah we know that uh, Jamaican dudes have always uh,
0: voted well for Minnesota. Of, co- of course, they haven't. <laughs> this is a dude I'm willing to invest in. I- um, how? What's his? What his? Is his contract situation? Um, Shit, you know, I don't remember. I'd have to double check. Kind of curious because I'd have to double check. Uh, we'd have to pry him away from New York. I'm sure New York thinks he's great too. Yeah, yeah. But he's the kind of guy I'd love to swoop in for. Okay.
1: Well, uh, I mean, that would be an interesting option. You obviously thought about um, domestic players when you yes. talking about I th- this. I think, de- I, yeah. I, I
0: think MLS experience is undervalued as far as signings go. It's a unique league with unique travel, unique stadia, and even surfaces that you play on. All of it is very unique, and I think MLS experience counts for something. All right. Not cool. to mention around the transfer market, people think MLS is bullshit. And that tends to be a positive influence on the transfer market. Plus, only in MLS can you exchange bullshit like Tam and Gam. <laughs> you can't give that to Levante. No, that's so true.
1: So you have extra assets
0: with which to work if that you want. That is one
1: hundred percent true. So cool. Um, all right. Do you have any uh, anybody else? Oh no, man, that's talk all about? of my players. Okay, actually. yeah, that's that. That wraps up. We me did it. too. Yeah, we talked about. We made a t- perfect team, didn't we? Yeah, we we talked about a lot of players that no one is the t- like. Most people have never heard of.
0: <laughs> that's, okay. that's okay. I mean, because it's it's so tough to do that because what do you if if you name players people have heard of, yeah. you're uh, going for unreachable players because that's I, why they've heard I, of them. I mean, again, but
1: I think like I said, I think the the point of this exercise for me was to what kind of player do I want this team to sign in in these certain positions, right? In, sure. in the six, uh, at the ten, you um, know, either a fullback or center back position. What kind of players? And I you know went out and tried to find players that sort of fit that that you know would be theoretically reasonable so um, it sounds like you kind of did the same thing You're like here are the types of players that I would like to, whether it's this specific player or literally any player that sort of fits that mold um, I think that was that was like sort of the, the the reason behind the this exercise so I hope hope you guys enjoyed it uh, I had fun looking at players. And I, lear- I learned a lot. Transfers
0: and all that, you, you know, know, like the all the different transfers they've had and, you know, and ratings, news and yeah. uh, values and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great exercise. I'd love to hear from our listeners and say, who do you want? Don't just yeah. name the most obvious name. Look at all the surrounding circumstances. If we th- if we always act like we can outsmart the front office, yeah. do it. Do it. Use so, the tools and find it out. The,
1: the main tool that we uh, that we used uh, was TransferMarkt uh, www.transfermarkt uh T-R-A-N-S-F-E-R M A R K T. So transfer market, it's transfer market without, without the e. e yeah. uh, dot com. Yeah. Um, you can search by you can search by country. You can search by team. Uh, you can search by player if you have like a specific player that you want to look at. It shows you comps. It's a, it's actually it's a very interesting website. Probably too much fucking information. Honestly, <laughs> there's a lot of information on here. Um, like I'm looking at my browser right now. I have like ten transfer transfer market tabs open, yeah. like looking at different players. So. Um, You know what else
0: is a really good player scouting database for the, like, total rando casual person is the um, EA Sports FIFA database. They have player databases where they have all their little um, positional rankings and stuff like that. Um, Obviously, it's free. And, of course, it comes with a subjectivity that comes with trying to value these guys. But those values are changing all the time yeah. as their seasons progress and stuff like that. It's not going to tell you that this rando is slightly better than that rando, but directionally it's going yeah. to tell you somebody who's 10 points higher than somebody else is cool. probably much better than that yeah. person. And it's a re- really cool tool to help you look at players that fit your needs at the kind of value you want to go after. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah, so definitely let us know. Uh,
1: hit us up on Twitter. Um or email us. Like email us the you're the guys that you would be interested in. Well, you know we may look them up and, and talk we'll about e- them. We'll mail them.
0: Yeah, if you ask us to send them mail. Yeah, and I will mail we'll, them. It's, we'll it's, mail them a letter. It's the
1: holiday season. If you get me an email before the end of the week here, I probably could get uh, get a letter in your in your uh, inbox before. What if we
0: started sending Christmas cards to like random, <laughs> like like celebrities or just like a player? We as if they expected them. Like hey, yeah. Johan, great to connect with you. Kids are doing well this year. We should both turn four. We should take a picture next year
1: where we're each holding one of our cats, and then we like Photoshop us next to each other, each holding, like you know, what me holding one of my cats, you holding one of your cats, and we Photoshop us together, and then, uh, and then we yeah we send out Christmas cards to like to all the to all the players that we like and all the players we hate, and we can write little notes on them, and, but yeah, listen if you want if you want to fund that like the stamps and shit for that. Uh, hit me up at uh Daves I know the, the Daves I know Mn at gmail.com. Uh, you can always go to Daves We're not writing a ton of stuff right now, but we are trying to do some revamping of that site. There'll be a ton of stuff coming up, uh, obviously with the ML season fast approaching. Yep. Uh, but also with World Cup. Uh, we have a I have a bunch I have a bunch of stuff that I would like to do out for a World Cup. Uh, leading into the World Cup. Hopefully I'm gonna get some of that stuff written over the holidays here so I can we actually start posting some of that shit. Teams to watch since the US is out of it. You know, little fun facts about all the, all the teams, which are not going to be completely made up at all. Um, They're going to be actual facts. Um, but, yeah, you can uh, always rate and like our stuff on whatever podcast app you use, please. Five stars. Two thumbs up, uh, three dongs, whatever the best rating system is. Like, use that rating system. Uh, at TDIKMN is where you can find us on Twitter. Um, that's probably mostly me tweeting. You can also find me at Texas Zeller, uh, where I tweet about stuff that's sometimes not soccer-related. Um, you tweet about
0: three dongs.
1: I tweet about three dongs a lot, yeah. Uh, you can find Martin at Offensive Underscore Loons. He doesn't tweet about dongs, but he is the guy who like writes tweets that, get, uh, v- that go viral and get retweeted by... Thousands and thousands of people, and blows up his inbox, and then he hates life, and, and then all I that. can't use Twitter. He <laughs> can't use yeah. Twitter for several days. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that's where you can find all of our shit. Um, again, please, uh, thanks for listening. I don't know if we'll get to a, an episode next week. Hopefully, maybe if we find a let's, good reason to let, do yeah, it, Yeah,
0: let's pray to fucking God there's something to talk about. Yeah, yeah I know. Right? We could come back right? here and do the same show next week. Probably. Or we could be a couple of new players. So.
1: Or if you have an idea for a, a show you want us to do, uh, a topic or something we can we can riff about for you know forty five minutes. Let us know. Like. Fuck man, I do that too. Do it, so yeah. uh, alright, well that is uh, I think that's all I got. What do you uh, what do you got? them. 'em.
0: Let's get <laughs> out of here. We are the Dave's, you know. This has been the Dave's, I know. I work it out, cause we both know. We can't do nothing at all. Oh yeah. Oh, oh. We we do our thing, son. As long as you do yours land
1: here, but come free cunt. yeah. Uh, we we yeah. do our things, son. Through the act, we
0: attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our things, son. Do it. We, do, we, do, we uh, do our things, son. Someone paint a piece, someone spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. Uh, we, we do our Come things, on. son. Right. son. I can't, I can't nothing do nothing at all. Yeah, I know we can't do nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Nah, yo, <nah. laughs> I can't yeah, do, yeah, do nothing man. at all. I can't do nothing at all. Check it out, though. Check it out.